Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks again for joining me on the broadcast or the podcast or video, however you may be uh, listening or watching. I thank you for that, and thanks for sharing them as well. Welcome not only to the Authority of Love broadcast, podcast, or video, but this message was on February 29th, is on February 29th, I should say, is on February 29th. So welcome to Leap Day. Praise the Lord that he gives us a whole extra day this year, 24 extra hours, 1,440 extra minutes, 86,400 extra seconds. What will you do with this day to glorify the Lord? I hope you enjoyed and or learned something from yesterday's Wednesday for Women episode with Adia Wishner, Executive Director from Kentucky Right to Life. She always brings it, brings it even though it's sometimes controversial in our whacked out culture. She keeps it real and we strive to keep it in line with God's word above everything else. Speaking of which, today's message will continue with our teaching messages from the My Utmost for His Highest Devo, so stay tuned. Now, if you missed yesterday's message or any of the Authority of Love messages and interviews, you can go back and find all of them at loveandlordship.com. That put the A and D in the middle, love and lordship, all spelled out and together. And you can, you can read many articles, but you can listen to every podcast on the Listen tab, or you can watch videos on the Watch tab. You can go to the Vimeo or the, or the Podbean icons near the bottom of the, of the homepage there and find these as well. Again, articles at the Read tab will allow you to read all kinds of articles that have done over the years. I thank you for those who have, uh, have availed themselves of that, who have given me feedback on those, good or bad, no matter what it was, I appreciate it, and you've shared them with others. So thankful for that. As a matter of fact, there has been several that have gotten on there, including one from Yahweh Magazine, an online magazine, uh, and I've, I've now been asked to be a contributing uh, writer for that for the, the last year. And so that's been a privilege and an honor to do that. They have some wonderful articles on there uh, every two months. It's a bi-monthly uh, online magazine. So Yahweh Magazine, if you're interested. And you don't spell it out. It's Y-W-H-W. Y, I'm sorry, Y-H-W-H. Yeah, that's right. YHWH magazine online. So I hope you can uh, hope you can find that if you're interested. And there's many other great writers and articles on there. So you don't have to just read mine. That's for sure. Uh, now on Monday and Tuesday's episodes, there were powerful and poignant questions asked in Scripture and of us that hopefully tested and strengthened our faith and will continue to do so. In today's message, we're going to see Jesus interact with Peter and ask him an even more piercing question that should apply to all of us. As with all of Scripture, in order to truly learn and mature in Christ, His Word, and the Holy Spirit, we should ask three questions when we're studying Scripture. Number one, what is being said in the setting and to those involved? Number two, what is the context of, that, of the text in that setting so that we don't misapply it and deceive ourselves and others, either in that context and where it's been, and then take it out of there and, and change it just because we're in a different context. No, we apply it according to the context it was set in and see what God's truth is telling us. And then three, what is the lesson then from that truth in that context for me in this day and time that I need to apply? Sometimes it's very easy to discern and respond. At other times, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's, I can discern it. I see what it's saying, 
but it's difficult for me to respond because it cuts pretty deeply. And then there are times it's difficult to both discern and respond properly in line with his truth. But none of these, especially the latter two, where I'm not sure I want to respond or I'm not sure how to respond, none of them should keep us from responding and or waiting patiently for the Spirit to reveal how we are to respond in line with his word. No deception, no tweaking, no compromise. This question and message that Jesus asked Peter may fall in any one of the three categories for any one of us listening, but we must pay close attention and be sure that we're hearing what the Spirit says to us through Christ's question of Peter and how it applies to us today individually and as his church. And with that, we come to today's title, The Undeviating Question. It's found in March 1st in the devotional book or at myutmost.org. Jesus here leaves no wiggle room for Peter or for us. We must hear, discern, and respond to this question because that's exactly what the Lord is asking of Peter and again of us. As a point of interest and clarity, in one of the versions of this devotional, the title is literally this, The Piercing Question. Now that gets to the heart of it and why we have to respond. I didn't say you have to respond rightly, although that would be the best to do in obedience, but you're going to have to respond. What is that undeviating or piercing question that Jesus asked of Peter? And remember, he's asking the same of us in John 21, 17. Do you love me? Chambers starts with this. Peter's response to this piercing question is considerably different from the bold defiance he exhibited only a few days before when he declared, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. You can find that in Matthew 26, 35, and then go back to what the setup was in verses 33 and 34 there in Matthew 26. Our natural individual individuality or our natural self, our flesh, we talk about this often, on the authority of love, boldly speaks out and declares its feelings. But the true love within our inner spiritual self, that's when Christ has saved us and the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us, can be discovered only by experiencing the hurt of this question of Jesus Christ. Peter loved Jesus in the way that any natural person loves a good person. Yet that is nothing but emotional feelings Chambers calls it love, but it's not really. This kind of so-called love is still void of agape, godly love, as is much of most of our teaching and, quote, love, unquote, today, as agape prefers, prefers God above all else and always causes us to share and respond in his truth, not the passion and emotion of our flesh and feelings or what we think, how we think they will respond. This is what Peter needed to learn and the crux of Jesus' piercing question to restore him. And he must do the same with us until we move away from the fleshly, emotionally driven responses and learn of agape and then apply it in all situations and relationships. As Peter found out, so will we. It's not easy, but it's worth everything. Chambers continues along this line. It, the emotional fleshly desires and responses, it may reach deeply into our natural self. A lot of compassion, a lot of feeling, but it never penetrates to the spirit of a person. True love never simply declares itself. 
Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, that is, confesses his love by everything he does, not merely by his words, him, the Son of Man, also will confess before the angels of God. Luke 12, 8. Folks, that's a standard that we seldom hear taught or held accountable for in today's teachings and churches, and that has to change. Unless we are experiencing the hurt of facing every deception about ourselves and the world around us, we have hindered the work of God in our lives. And, and we're going to go through that. That's part of being human, but we don't make excuses. We realize it and we allow the Word of God to inflict hurt on us more than sin ever could because sin dulls our senses. And yet that's exactly what the enemy and our flesh continues to have us to respond with, the emotion, the fleshly feelings. Oh, surely it's right because I feel so strongly about it. And why we are so easily deceived and deceive ourselves. See Galatians 6, 7 through 8 for the law of the harvest and Paul's statement before he gives that law that is the, the truth that cannot be refuted. We will reap what we sow. He says, don't deceive yourself. You cannot mock God. Chambers continues, but this question, this undeviating, piercing question that can't be modified or softened, this question of the Lord intensifies our sensitivities to the point that this hurt produced by Jesus is the most exquisite pain conceivable. It hurts not only on the natural level, but also on the deeper spiritual level. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Hebrews 4.12 is the reference there. Why does his word have to be a double-edged sword that pierces so deeply? Well, Chambers answers that it must reach to the point that no deception can remain. You see, our flesh and emotion will deceive us. Only God's word and spirit can do this. We go on with the devotional. When the Lord asks us this question, it is impossible to think and respond properly because when the Lord speaks directly to us, the pain is too intense. It causes such a tremendous hurt that any part of our life which may be out of line with His will can feel that pain. This is never, there's never any mistaking the pain of the Lord's word by His children. But the moment that pain is felt is the very moment that which, at which God reveals his truth to us. That's why we're so lacking in it because we won't allow him to ask it at that level. We respond in our flesh and emotions and we don't let it go there. And remember, John 8, 31 and 32 tells us the result of that undeviating question and the piercing pain of his word. You are my disciples if you remain in my word. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Food for thought here as we wrap it up. No matter how difficult or painful his word may be, remember that we not only need it, must have it, but that it is the very thing found only in Christ that will set us free. The freedom is worth the cutting. It's worth the piercing. It's worth the pain. I can promise you that. And so can every single person who has allowed that undeviating, piercing question of Christ and his word to penetrate and remove all deception. Have you or will you listen to and answer that question? Everything else in your life and your walk with him depends on it. Our love and action items today. Spend time with God in his word, prayer, and listening. Start with the scriptures in this message. 
five to 10 minutes every day, folks. You can do that. I promise you it'll be worth it. It'll change your life. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Keep going deeper. He'll take you there. Number three, what does love look like to you? For God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, what does it look like in your love for Him? What does it look like as your love for the Savior or for Christ as Lord? See, that's the first and greatest command. We need to know what love really is if we're going to fulfill that command. Number four, after contemplating this message and contrasting the world's and our flesh's so-called love with this penetrating, freeing love, what changes for how you see that kind of love? How you see agape as opposed to the emotional, fleshly compassion or responses, which often deceive us. How will you respond now in your love for him? Tomorrow's Friday, and you know what that means. Family Foundation Friday, as we will be joined once again by David Walls, the executive director of the Family Foundation of Kentucky. There's a whole lot going on in this year's General Assembly here in Kentucky that impacts us as Kentuckians, but there's a lot to be gleaned for us as Christians no matter where we live. So be sure to join us and invite family, friends, loved ones, and enemies so we can all join in this together and, and, and walk in this together and grow and get in Christ. As always, you can find more at loveandlordship.com. Our book there is an icon right in the middle of the homepage, loveandlordship.com, all spelled out and together. If you'd like the book there, if you're searching for it on Amazon, be sure you spell it out second, S-E-C-O-N-D, The Authority of Love, second edition, and it'll take you right to it. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. And now, in just a little over an hour and a half, 1245, Stay tuned for Greg Horn and Hope is Here, my good friend there and his great program. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.